believe there's a way to build your real estate business that feels right to you, where our thoughts, words, emotions, and actions are all aligned. Welcome to the Authentic Agent Podcast, a place where we help the motivated but lost professional cut through the industry noise and find intention and purpose. We've worked with thousands of real estate agents on business development and strategies to increase their performance and build professional trust by taking consistent, strategic, and most importantly, authentic action that feels right to them. We believe that our businesses grow in direct proportion to how much we grow as people and by intentionally working on ourselves and our business, we can raise the standard of professionalism for our entire industry. I'm Brandon Tracy. I'm here to help you find clarity and build momentum so you can take on the challenges of our industry with confidence and joy. Authentic Agent is about growing, learning, and being an agent for authenticity in your life and business. Hey everybody, welcome back. I'm joined again today by Haley Lobosco. Hey Haley, how are you doing today? Hey, good morning. I'm good. Good, good. You know, we've been having a lot of conversation about the language of competitive markets. I think we can all agree right now, probably from wherever you're listening, February 10th, at least when we're recording this, that across the nation, we are experiencing one of the most competitive markets that most agents, likely most agents have ever experienced in their career. So this is new to them, right? And what we've noticed in the last couple of weeks, really in the last couple of months, but it's really become part of our conversation inside of our business lately, is that the language we're using to describe our market and navigate our market right now is actually causing us a lot more pain and a lot more problems than we know. And it got us just having a conversation about the language of competitive markets. What language are we using? And I want to start by saying this. Markets are not crazy or sane, right? They're not even sentient. Markets just are, right? And our our role as real estate professionals is to help clients make decisions from an informed and emotionally neutral perspective. So when I say the market is the market, it's not crazy or sane. It's not even sentient. It just is. We have to be careful about how we're presenting the market and the language that we're using with our clients, because our job is to help our clients navigate any market condition professionally and effectively. And I think what's happening with a lot of real estate agents right now is, of course, it's like it's very competitive out there. We're having to learn new skills. We're having to work harder for every client to get them under contract. But what what concerns me is how angry we are about it. Right. You you hear a lot of real estate agents like we're not here to fight the market and be angry at the market. We're always here to participate in the market, whatever the market unfolds for us. It's like being mad at the weather, Haley. Right, right. Like, right. like people get up in the morning and they're mad at the weather. It's like the weather's the weather. Like you can't control the weather. Why, why cause yourself that level of suffering? The weather is the weather. What good is that? You know, I be you know as as a Montana kid, I love always just bringing mountains or rivers or or whatever into the fold, and I love to use Everest as an example. But you know, guides on Everest are guiding in all weather conditions. Right. And sometimes those weather conditions prevent some people from making it to the summit. And then sometimes those weather conditions are nice and easy peasy and and everybody gets everybody gets to experience success. But we have to accept the reality of the situation and use our experience and expertise to guide clients towards success. And that's I think we're missing that our responsibility is not to hate or fight or to be angry about the market. Our responsibility is to master the market at hand. 
be the professional agent that helps clients navigate any market condition towards success. So then how do you become an expert in the market that you're currently in now? How would you recommend an agent do that? Well, surrender for one, <laughs> surrender to the fact that the market is the market and, and stop getting all of your language and thought patterns and everything wrapped up in whether you like or dislike what's happening in the market, because that's irrelevant. The market doesn't care how you feel about it. And then really it's about language. Everyone has to understand that language influences emotions and emotions influence decision-making. So when we use words like the market's crazy, it's insane, it's nuts, it's wild. Like Haley, people use that kind of language and really get caught up in, in those conversations for a couple of different reasons. One, the language is the language of their peers or their leadership. And they're simply regurgitating it because they're in an echo chamber that's, you know, this is their conversation. And if you're in a peer group or if you're under leadership that's speaking that way, like you, you really should understand that that's an echo chamber and that you have to, you have to get exposed to information and content outside of that echo chamber quickly because it's, it's just, you're just causing yourself suffering. It's, it's irrelevant. None of it matters. It's not actually helping you whatsoever. So that's the first reason the language is the language of their peers of leadership. The second is, listen, we do this as humans, so no judgment here, but recognizing it is important. Recognizing when you're hedging or giving yourself an excuse is really, really important. Like, where are you, like, how are you showing up in this current market? It's important to, to see yourself and be aware of how you're showing up. So people will hedge or give them, give themselves an excuse to either not work hard or to hedge against their not being able to perform on behalf of their client. And that, listen, that's normal. Like if you're doing that and you, you, I said that and it triggered you and you're like, oh my gosh, I think I'm, I'm doing that. I'm using this language. I'm doing all of this stuff because I'm afraid that I can't help people succeed in this market. So I'm using all this language to hedge and give, give myself an excuse, give myself an out, right? Like, listen, it's natural to do that, but you have to recognize as a professional, as a fiduciary, like it's really important that we recognize and stop doing that immediately. We need to focus on the reality of the situation and educating our clients to what they're going to face. Using this language with your clients gives them, this is, a, this is the wild part, Haley. When you use that language with your client, you're using it because you're hedging and you're nervous or you're insecure about your ability to succeed in this market for your clients, what you're actually doing is you're giving your clients the same opportunity to operate from those words. You're mm -hmm. giving them the language. You're almost telling them how to feel about the market. And what you broadcast to the world, you're going to get back. If you broadcast words like crazy and wild and nuts, and you give the impression that you're not in control and like, there's nothing you can do and it's just wild or whatever, you're going to see those same emotions show up and come back to you in the, you know, if, whether it's your clients or negotiations with cross agents or transactions are going to blow up. Like you brought that language and energy to the table and then, and your clients met you there. Like, right. That's where they met you. So now they're operating from that emotional place. And so how do we prevent that then? I mean, if, mm -hmm. if we are who we surround ourselves with, and you were suggesting earlier that, 
you know, if, if you're getting this language from your peer group or from the leaders in the organization, right, you need to be self-aware of that and you need to recognize that. But, and then if we're just repeating the language that we've learned from our leaders who we trust and we're repeating that to our clients, I think the first step is, like I said, being self-aware, but then how do we change that and prevent that from happening? Or let's say we're already in a relationship with a client and we've been doing this the whole time. (laughs) How do we change it then? So my first question, how do you prevent it? And if you're already doing it, how do you salvage that relationship? Mm -hmm. I'm a big component of taking professional responsibility for changing the way that we show up for clients in this industry. So my natural response to that is, listen, like it is our responsibility to sit down with clients and educate them and help them understand the reality of the situation. And so few of us do that because we're so afraid of not being accepted and we're afraid of a client leaving us. And we're afraid of, I mean, it's just fear, 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 right? Like there's just so much like, I can't do that because what if they leave me or what, like what's most important is that we show up and we're super transparent and we educate and we help people prepare to be successful in whatever market is in front of them. It doesn't do us or the client any good to not set realistic expectations about what's going to be required of them to purchase a home in a competitive market, just because we're shying away from the harder conversations because we're afraid that they won't work with us or that that they'll leave us if we're already working on them. So it becomes about a professional duty to sit Mm -hmm. down. And the hard part about that is, it's like, well, if they leave me, they'll just go to the next agent. And I would love if everybody adopted this mindset, let them go let them go to the next agent, like model the behavior that, you know, you want to represent in our industry, the, the, like the behavior of professionalism, great expectation setting, not operating from a place of fear, surrendering to any outcome because you're resolute in the idea that what I'm presenting and how I'm showing up and the honesty and the transparency and the, the expectations I'm setting for a client, these are the important ones. These are the ones that will help them. And sometimes those are different, or at least we interpret them to be different than the ones that will get them to work with me, <laughs> right? Oh so yeah. so it's, it, what happens to us is we, we end up not showing up in that moment in the best as the best version of our professional selves, upholding our fiduciary in a way that will help our clients, we end up not showing up that way because we're fearful of them not working with us. And in a weird way, isn't that a breach of professionalism, a breach of fiduciary by not showing up? And then we say, well, if I don't, someone else will. This this conversation then becomes about setting professional standards for yourself and holding them no matter what anybody else does. And then the the ironic part about that is by doing so, you actually work with better people and have a better experience in your career, right? Your career is easier. You work with people who aren't so crazy and wild and nuts because those are the, you know, those are the emotions that you're feeding people and you're giving them the excuse. And you, you have less transactional issues. You have less combative you know, negotiations, like it just starts to shape up for you differently. You know, I hear what you're saying and I, and I agree with you, but I know that there's somebody out there listening right now and they literally heard you just say 
let them leave. Mm-hmm. let them go work with someone else. And they're sitting in their car like, what the hell? No, I need that paycheck. I need to yeah. pay my bills. How do you, how do you, Brandon, how do you let someone just go and set standards for yourself? If you are coming from a place of scarcity. Yeah. Well, you can't, I'll tell you right now, you can't build a house on sand, right? You can't build a career on scarcity. Because scarcity, like it, it's just a roller coaster. And what you're going to end up doing is if you're too afraid to tell people the truth and set great expectations and lose a few people along the way, what, what happens to those types of people is they end up with a lot of drama in their transactions and drama in their clients. And that they carry that home with them and it, and, and, and they take it into their families and into their, into their seven o'clock dinner, you know, with the phone ringing and so-and-so is upset and it carries into the weekend and it carries into the camping trip and it carries into the vacation. Like you're never going to get control of that unless you get control of the fact whether or not you're operating from a place of scarcity. Our job isn't to work with everybody. Like most brands and, and, you know, even big brands and corporations, like what they're trying to do is they're trying to find their customer, not every customer, mm-hmm. right? When you're trying to work with every customer, it's just too, it's too hard. It's too hard to get a footing in this business. And listen, I get it. Like we got to pay our mortgages and we got bills to pay. And like, we're worried about that. But if you, if you surrender to the idea that like, I'm going to have a standard for the kind of client that I work with, then the work that you do becomes more efficient and you get rewarded for the work that you do. And you're not, you're, you have less clients that can't close and, and are, ca- are causing drama and you free up time to go find more clients that can perform in this market that do want to hear what you have to say, that do appreciate your transparency and your honesty and do see that it's, that you're doing it to set them up for success. So I guess just to simplify what you said, the energy that you're putting out there into the world, into the universe, you're suggesting that what we put out there is what we receive in return. Yeah. What you broadcast to the world, you're going to get back. So if you broadcast lower standards, you'll get people who want lower standards. You broadcast higher standards, you'll get people who broadcast higher standards. You broadcast words like crazy, wild, nuts, and you know I'm not in control, then you're going to get more crazy, wild, nuts, out of control people. So instead of wor- using words and emotions like that, like start using words like competitive, exciting, aggressive, compelling to describe the market so that they can meet you at a place and go, oh, tell me more about that. Well, listen, a lot of people say it's a crazy market, but it's just a market. And in this particular market, it's a competitive market. And there's actually ways that we can put you at a competitive advantage, but it doesn't necessarily mean that we won't have to compete. So when you have that conversation, you're starting to realize like, oh, you know, this agent can put me in a competitive advantage and, oh, I'm going to have to compete. So then when they get out there and you do have to compete or you do have to go the extra mile in the process of negotiating, whatever it is, you've already set kind of this standard of expectations for them and they come with you, right? They walk with you down that path. So, and you know, if you're using words like crazy, wild and nuts and all of that, 
then you're, you're con- they're constantly saying, oh my gosh, this is crazy. Why do I have to do this? Oh, I can't do that. I can't go five grand over on the appraisal. I can't do it. Like, you know, when you're using competitive and aggressive and compelling and exciting, like you're, you're getting them in a completely different mindset. And that mindset's important when you're trying to help them do what's necessary to compete in the market. So by communicating this way, you're helping your clients meet you where you need them to be and then help them move forward. This was such a great conversation today, and we are so glad that you guys were able to join us. Here's the key takeaways from today's episode. Help clients make decisions from an informed and emotionally neutral perspective. The market is the market. It's not crazy or sane. It just is. Remember that our job is to help our clients navigate any market condition professionally and efficiently. The second takeaway is stop using words like crazy, insane, nuts, wild. People use words like this for a couple of reasons. The language is the language of their peers or of the leaderships that they surround themselves with. So they're just simply regurgitating it. Instead, we would encourage you to uh, use words like competitive or exciting, aggressive, or maybe even compelling. These words set the expectations for your clients that will have to be competitive or will have to be aggressive or intentional or more prepared. By communicating this way, you're going to help your clients meet you where you need them to be in order to help them move forward. We hope that you guys enjoyed this. Have a great day. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Authentic Agent Podcast. If you feel like we're making a positive impact on our industry, and you want to help us connect to new listeners and continue our journey, please rate the show and leave a comment on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you tune in to listen. Share our podcast with anyone you know that is looking for a more authentic way to build their business. Follow us on social media and join our community at the Authentic Agent Series website. Enjoy your journey and remember our businesses grow in direct proportion to how much we grow as people. Until next time, remember to abandon average and commit to growth if you want to obtain excellence.